Kane is in the building. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another 3P podcast episode. This is our 11th episode of the 8th season. This is a very special one for all you listeners. I'm your host, Josh Fromwitz, and I'm delighted to be joined by... Stephen Bonazzo. And Alex Castle. Boys, this is a big episode. One that we've been looking forward to all week. And it's going to be very baseball heavy for a very, very specific reason. And that is because it is the off season. The New York Yankees have made some moves that have really changed the landscape of the team and baseball as a whole. Juan Soto, the San Diego Padre, is now a New York Yankee. We're going to be diving into that. Honestly, I think it's going to be a very baseball-heavy episode. We'll go into the latest with Shohei Otani, uh, Yamamoto, and some other possible surprising moves maybe if we have time we'll end with some starts and sits but stevie i mentioned at the top juan soto is a new york yankee we sent away kyle hagashioka michael king drew thorpe uh johnny brito and randy vasquez to get juan soto and trent grisham trent grisham really was an afterthought the main the main event of this is Juan Soto, the 25-year-old left fielder. Honestly, at this rate, future Hall of Famer, it's absurd to say for a 25-year-old, but his his career trajectory is absurd. Already multi-time all-star, already multi-time. Silver Slugger. He's a World Series MVP. Gold Glove finalist. What else has he done? World Series champ. Did you say that? Well, I said World Series MVP. Oh, but yeah, regardless, his, it's crazy, though. He's only 25, and we, he's this phenom. But this is already his third team before he even hits free agency. He won a World Series back in 2019 with the Washington Nationals at 21 years old. I believe he was 21 years old. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. 20, 21 years old. I'm not exact, and we don't have TJ, unfortunately, to to fact check for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, 20, 21 years old, World Series MVP. It's crazy that they won that World Series because it was the year they traded away Bryce Harper, or let Bryce Harper walk in free agency to go to the Phillies, and the first season, this phenom Juan Soto won World Series MVP. And ever since actually, then, I don't think he won World Series. MVP. I think Strasburg won World Series MVP. Yes, I think you are correct. You're correct. Yes. But I think he had, um, a very, he had a strong argument to be a World Series MVP. He, he had some a, very clutch home runs. Yeah. Homers off Justin Verlander had a very had very strong at bats against new current new teammate Garrett Cole, who was an Astro at the time. So they get to reunite and hopefully there's no bad blood between those two. Um, But yeah, I've. This it seemed like the Yankees have been linked to Juan Soto for a very long time. There were rumors that that uh, Cashman was interested in making a trade at this past trade deadline, but that didn't happen. But Stevie, you're excited. I'm excited. Castle's excited. This move that needed to be made. Just give initial thoughts because I know you're going to take this so many different directions, and we're all here for it. I'll let you uh, unscramble all of this. Yeah, I. I it's funny because I'm I'm recovering from uh you know been feeling a little under the weather not not totally but you know for the past week that's why I missed last week but this news is like it's rejuvenating me it's making me feel better it's making me and listen obviously not only myself or you two and TJ or my brother and your siblings and friends and all of us that are Yankees fans and the whole Yankees universe. Yes, we were, we, we have been really harsh on Hal and Cashman and just the Yankees themselves because 
the past couple of seasons, especially this season, this season has been a disappointment. But fellas, there's no greater thing than to be a Yankee fan because the Yankees are just probably out of all sports, or at least all the four major sports, are just the greatest franchise of any, like, the Yankees just have so much history, and they are just, everywhere you go, the Yankees are mentioned, and just, like, people know about them, and I was seeing videos of Juan Soto when he was just, just, when he was playing for the Padres and Nationals, and every time he, he would, like, just, um, they would ask him questions about New York, and more importantly, like, the Yankees, and um, and then that video of him when he was in, I think, the MLB store in New York, and he he picked up the Jeter jersey, and he's like, you know, saying like, "This is the one." Like, he's like, you know, he's saying, you know, Jeter, the captain. I need, I need a signature on this. So like, or the the roles being reversed at All Star Game with Jeter when and and Jeter predicted, he said like, Yankees, "Why don't the Yankees, the Yankees go get should Soto? go get Juan Soto?" Yeah, and it's it's almost like. Because it made so much sense, but it just felt like it feels like a dream. Like I keep like pinching myself because I'm like, no, there's no way the Yankees just acquired this phenom. I mean, it's not like the, like when the Yankees got Stan, it was like, wow, oh wow, geez, like dude's coming off an MVP, like that's pretty cool. Like he mashes, but he's not. He wasn't. He's not a phenom. Like he's a, he was a really good player. He was an All Star. He was a reigning MVP. But Juan Soto is like we said, a future Hall of Fame. I mean, this dude is just. A superstar, and obviously now every f- fan because they're jealous. Um, not Yankees fan, but they're well, you know, it's a one year rental. Like I see a bunch of Mets, like oh, thanks Yankees for getting our guy used to New York, and we'll take him off your hands after this year. Listen, for me, and even Cashman, like he made, he's like this could be a short term, like you know, um, situation. But there's no way in hell, unless things really go haywire, which obviously there's a chance it could. There's no way in hell that Soto doesn't re-sign with the Yankees. I mean, it seems like he is very open to the idea of playing with the Yankees. Like, he seems like he loves New York. I think he's got family in New York with some of the interviews I've heard him. Um, And, dude, like, if you're... If he becomes, like, the... Like, if he brings the Yankees back to being the mecca of baseball, like Cashman said, and he's, like, he's going to be a hero. Like, I think he... With him on the Yankees, bring the Yankees back to what the Yankees should be compared to the Mets. I don't know. I think he will be viewed more as a like like he like the Yankees fans will just oh, I don't know. I can't explain it the way I'm thinking in my head, but the I don't know why. Like, why would you want to leave? Like, we're like all right. The Mets gonna offer you more money at the end of the year. Um, but dude, like, when's the last time they won anything? And like, when's the last time the Yankees have won anything? But like, I feel like now the Yankees are actually coming close, and the Yankees have won a lot in the past. And you saw what kind of talent teams they had. And that's what Cashman and Howell are trying to do. They're like, you know what? We're tired of hearing this shit that, like, the Yankees are not the Yankees. Like, we're still the, you know, the Yankees. So now they're proving it. Um, And I don't want to even worry about once at, at this point next year. Because, you know what? We have this whole season with Soto. So if it is the only one season with Soto, no, I, I'll We still have 364 more days before we even need to worry about that. Exactly. Because That's I think I'm not even... regardless if he stays, leaves, it won't happen. Extension won't happen during the year. It'll happen no. free agency like judge because of yep. who his agent is. So it's something that, frankly, we shouldn't even bother entertaining. Nope. But I just want to jump on your point. Sorry to cut you off because I, th- I think what you were trying to get at is going to be my next point to Castle. This move, it one, needed to happen, but it really showed that the Yankees are still the Yankees. It's this team that everyone feared. It's this evil empire. It's what the Yankees did in 2009 when they went out and signed CeCe Sabathia, who at the time was the most dominant pitcher. Uh, I believe at the same time they brought in Teixeira. It was that same free agent. AJ Burnett. They're not done. And I mean, we'll still jump into the other names. And right now we're focusing on Juan Soto. But is that like how your feel on this whole thing is right now? It's like Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. They heard all of the shit talking over the past 
year, two, three years for maybe even for a decade since the last decade plus since the last time they won. You want to jump in, Stevie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I got I got two things. So yeah, to to I was, I was, I was hoping was this would be for Castle, but I'll let oh. you jump in and then Castle. Sorry, give Castle. Us yeah. I I saw Stevie with the hand up, so I was like, my man's ready to jump in. I, I I'm letting Stevie get it all out. There. I've been living on Twitter just like for the past like 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 whole week, just like just reviewing and waiting for a trade and reading every different reporter's like angles and everything, but. Like George Steinbrenner believed that every great player in baseball should be a Yankee. He believed that, and he he figured because it was it's New York, it's one of the biggest markets, if not the biggest. It's the Yankees, you know, um, and that's what he felt. So like, and then when people say a oh, buyer player, I don't care if we buy our players, or whatever. Get these superstars on the Yankees. At this point, I don't care because at the end of the day, if you hoist a championship, that's what matters, and that's what the Yankees haven't done in a while because I think they were starting to do that mid-market, small-market method, and it showed it didn't work. For those markets, it does, but you're the Yankees. Go get Juan Soto, and they did. Go get these other guys, and I think they're going to definitely try their their best, too. So whether or not they do, that's almost on the player and the agents if they want to accept. But the Yankees are going to go out and get these guys. And then one story I have with Juan Soto, and I just – it's funny. So my the night before my graduation in high school, um, I went with my buddies in – we took the train down to New York. We caught a Yankees Nationals game, and I was hyped because I was like, "All right, let's go Yankees games on boys." They're playing the Nationals. I'm like excited to see Bryce Harper because you know Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper. Um, and this kid uh, Juan Soto comes up to bat, and um, it's funny. One of my friends I was with, his last name is Soto, so we're like, "Yo, dude, is that, is that your cousin or something?" Like you know, and that's what we were joking with. And then he cranks one, like, "Oh shit," you know, and then. Um, he like tied it up with the home run, first one, and then a couple innings later he comes back up. And now, meanwhile, Bryce Harper is striking out. Then Soto, the second, so th- this was his first ever multi home run game, and I was there, and he cranks one. I never seen a ball hit so far in my life at a pro game or anywhere. It like landed onto the little like concourse walkway in right field, and I was like, I don't think this because at the time I didn't know who he was. I'm like. There's no way this guy who just cranked that ball that far is just like a guy they're just going to call up and send back down or a guy they just like, you know, got off, um, you know, just picked up from somewhere. Like, and then I started to pay attention to him more and more after that game. And then sh- shortly thereafter, this dude is like, I don't know if he won rookie there or whatever, but, you know, he's becoming an all-star. He won the World Series. That, And then when he took Verlander deep, and carry that bat, and then threw it at first base. I mean, that's just a different type of mentality. That's a like you're a dog, like like not people are doing at at that age. It's not like this dude has been in the league for ten years. At doing that at that age and that inexperience in the league, I knew he was something special. And I was like, I could only dream for him to be a Yankee. And the fact that he's a Yankee, I know I feel like a lot of times there's not too much luck on my side with teams and just my life in general, but. There's still a little bit of goodness and and hope and and I guess a little bit of luck on my side because the fact that Juan Soto's is a Yankee, it's uh and that's why I guess they call it the most wonderful time of the year because it truly is and it's uh it was a wonderful moment for Yankees fans, Juan Soto, and I think just and everyone involved except for probably the Padres because you could tell if you watched the presser with their GM. Obviously, he knew it had to be done, and he probably liked the return he got. But whenever you have to give up a guy like Soto, that sucks. I don't care. You know, like if we had a trade judge, that would suck. I don't care if we got back a couple young prospects and some pitching. And the and all fact that. that Juan Soto is seven years younger than Judge. Like, well, that's it too. I'm just saying, like, like they had, like, you know, at the time before we got Soto, like giving up a guy like Ju- like Judge would be, you know, similar to what they had to do. So. I can't imagine, you know, that feeling in, um, you know, so it, it definitely, you could tell like the GM is probably like excited that he got the package he got, but at the same time it sucks for him because they had a part with not a, not just a really, really good player, like a superstar future hall of famer, you know, that's, that's not easy to replace or find, you know, just and get any time of the year. So, and but, frankly, like, 
we mentioned at the top of the show that he is a free agent at the end of this year. So their package in return was not as good as it really should have been, to be honest. Like the return that Washington got was a lot better than what the Padres got because when the initial trade between the Padres and the Nationals was made, there were still two and a half years of control for Juan Soto before he even began to test the open market. And he had recently declined uh, like a 15-year, 300 mil? Yeah, I think it was like mid-300. I don't think it hit 400, but it was de- it was definitely... It might have hit right. It might have because I think it would have been the. It was supposed to be the record at the time. And I remember like laughing too. Like imagine turning that down because you because he knew that he could get something ten times bigger. You know, which everyone at the time thought he was ridiculous for blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And so the Padres made a trade. They gave up their basically top five prospects: James Wood, uh, C.J. Abrams, Trent Hassel pitcher uh Mackenzie Gore and but another it, another but to your point too though James, and then, Wo- then, James Wood yep and then to your point and then I'll let uh Castle talk um yeah, but like Castle's said, now turning to you jumping at the bit waiting to talk yeah but like you know if Safe Soto did have like say another two three years like say if he was locked up for like a while I would you would think like they would be like give us either one of Volpe or Dominguez too but if not because, both, if not both, frankly, if not, yeah, because a guy like Soto sh- would call for that. But like you said, because because they pretty much had to trade him because they couldn't afford to keep him, and he only had one year left. Like the Yankees, and listen, they still gave up a, a package. You know, like that was still like no, you know, no joke. But Michael King was our second best pitcher last year. Yeah, and then Drew Thorpe won. You know, um, so those two were gonna hurt. But you know what, though, you get a guy like Soto, it it doesn't matter. Especially if we, you know, if we extend him on, then forget about who we gave up because, you know, because um, Juan Soto is just, he's just different. He's so, so now, good. So now, Stevie, let you get a drink of water. You need it. Catch your, catch your voice. Relax. It's time to turn to Castle. He has been very quiet, which is very shocking for Castle. Usually, I was just jump. trying to get. You know, Stevie needed a rant in a positive way. I get it. It's very rare to see Stevie this like happy and passionate in a, like a positive way that we could also all agree on. So it was refreshing to see because he did first... some extra reps coming off of COVID. Toe, I, I was no, just I, trying I, to be a good co-host. That makes sense. Um, but last night, me and you were talking, and like this is probably the first time in a very long time, if ever, that I saw you this excited about the Yankees. And I'm not saying that because you're not a Yankee fan. You definitely are. But in terms of all your sports, the Giants are number one. The Knicks are probably number two. And then the Yankees, right? Yep. Very, but I know very it's fo- I know it's football first, without a doubt. And then there's the drop. But when you saw those tweets and all of the messages and everything blowing up saying the Yankees officially got Juan Soto. And I mean, we had known for over a day It was just a matter of time before they passed the physicals. And you were texting me, you were texting the boys in the group chat saying, what's taking so long? Like, (laughs) why is there a holdup? You're getting very impatient, which is very unlike you. Unlike you. It's usually Stevie, the one that's impatient. You were the one texting in the group chat saying, what's the holdup? Is this going to screw us? uh, Screw us getting Soto. Is this going to turn into the Mets with uh, Carlos Correa? But sure enough, we got Juan Soto. How are you feeling more than 24 hours removed for um, this being official? And is this making you want to go to even more Yankee games next year? Because you went to a couple this year, first time in a couple of years that you've been in the Bronx. But I'm expecting probably some good things, some good words out of you. So let's hear what you have to say. I think the biggest takeaway for me was more shocked than anything because when you look at everything that's transpired this season with the Yankees management, it was a lot of Brian Cashman saying like, don't sleep on us, like watch what we're going to do and so on and so forth. And I don't know if the guy truly believed that the team that the Yankees had last year was going to be a playoff team 
or if he knew that he screwed up and he was just trying to use that as a cover-up. I mean, none of us like Brian Cashman. I don't know a Yankee fan that does. I mean, I've seen plenty of videos of fire Cashman chants at Yankee Stadium. But, I mean, when I saw this move go down, it was it was shock because it shows me that they understand the reality of two things. One, the Yankees are coming off historically their worst hitting season, which is which is just disgraceful because, like Stevie said, the Yankees are one of the most known, respected, successful franchises in, in all of sports. And when you have a season like that, when you don't make the playoffs – it's something's got to give now them keeping Aaron Boone. I mean, we we could see how that goes down the road. I mean, you know, I guess there are some people who truly do believe that he is a good manager and, and you guys can chime in on that, you know, more than I would be able to, but there's that. And then you got to look at the competition. I mean, the fact that the Astros are continuing to dominate. You have the Orioles now on the rise. You have the Blue Jays that have some big pieces. Thank God Boston isn't going anywhere, which, by the way, maybe we'll harp on it later, but I do like us getting Verdugo. I am I do like that as well. Um, so they, they don't really seem to be going anywhere. So there are teams that we might have looked at a couple of years ago. The Orioles, come on. Playing the Orioles is going to be a sweep. Now that's not the case. They certainly surprised me this season. So getting getting him really does show um, that Al and Cashman woke up. Sleepy Brian woke up everyone. And they're, they're starting to make moves. And it's just incredibly hype. I mean, because now it's like you look at the Yankees and you say, well, shit, we got a big three. I mean, we got Soto. We got Judge, we got Stanton, I mean, and then you got Volpe, you got Rizzo, you still got your ace with Cole. Um, So the juices are flowing again, and that's what got me so excited about this trade because I'm going to admit I didn't watch a lot of Yankees baseball last year. I did go to a game um, for your birthday, Josh, the the Yankees-Red Sox game, which was a lot of fun. The energy was great there. But But they lost but they lost, which they almost had that walk-off. I think it was Volpe. He was this close. And I remember we were watching that as we were walking out of the game. So this deal just really got the juices flowing for me. It's definitely going to get me hyped again about Yankees baseball, but this should not mean in any capacity that we are done. Because now I don't know what else we're going to do in terms of fielding and hitting and and fielding and hitting but getting a guy like Soto one more thing I want to say it's because you're not just and and this has been the biggest problem for I'm sure a lot of Yankees fans we've been building the team around home run hitters which you can't do the league is evolving into these incredible athletes I mean you look at two of the biggest names in baseball with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani yes they are two of the biggest home run hitters in the game, but that's not all they could do. Otani could pitch, and then you watch Trout in the outfield, forget it. And the Yankees really struggled like that, especially when you have a guy like Stanton who even comments were made about what his health is going to be like in the future, and I really hope the guy's just a DH going forward. And when I mean DH, I mean don't even let the guy get past second base like throwing a pinch hitter. So... Getting an athlete like Soto, a young guy, it's just so huge. Um, But there's definitely more work to be done. And I know there's so much more time left. But personally, I would be shocked. And because I also heard, I think it was um, Jake from the Talking Yankees. I think that's his name. He even said that we're going to be coming into a lot of money next season. So with that being said, and with what Soto could be a part of the future with Volpe and Judge, I would be shocked if we let him go. But you know what? Let's just get excited about this season and get excited again that teams like the Rays, 
the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Astros, that we're not going to dread those games anymore because we have the chosen one. That was clever. I like that ending a lot. The chosen one. You have uh, Stevie. What did you say? Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the most year. Most wonderful time of the year. We're just throwing the chosen one live right you're, you're now. Giving, you're giving yeah. me a lot of ideas for your title. I, I'm loving it. This is a great start to the show. Oh, yeah. Um, but you said it perfectly, Castle. And we're not going to be dreading those games. And it's funny. I, we were talking yesterday. The Yankees start the season in Houston, a four-game series. Like before we made this trade, and frankly, if we kept that same team as that we rolled out with last year, I don't know how many of us would have really wanted to enjoy it. Yes, it's opening day. We would have tuned in because it's the first game of the season. But after that, like there would have been no enjoyment to watch the rest of of a four-game series, which is a long series. But you make one move, you get Juan Soto though, like. And they're not done. You mentioned that like they can't take the their foot off the gas. Stevie. Well, even, of... even though I'm just to cut you not to totally. I guess I'm not gonna direct, I'm not gonna give you a question. I'll let you just talk on your own. No, I just want to give finish this point with um you know, even the Astros, like I don't know, like granted they still made the uh ALCS this year, but look at the team that won it, the the uh Rangers. You know, two years ago in free agency, they spent huge on Corey Seager. And Marcus Simeon, um, because they had some other guys, you know, and then they had other young guys, and their pitching, their pitching wasn't the greatest. They signed Degrom, he was out pretty much the whole year. They got Scherzer, and then he kind of got hurt. And then when he pitched, he didn't pitch well. Um, and then they did get Montgomery, who pitched well for them. Avaldi pitched good for them, uh, and then the bullpen they had like Chapman and a couple guys. But if you look at it, like their pitching wasn't like elite. But the fact that they were still able to win all those games because their offense just put up runs. So, like, the Yankees pitching already has been good. And they plan on adding by meeting with Yoshinobu Yamamoto Monday. Um, They said that they do have interest in some bullpen guys. And there could be trades that could be made. You know, I'm not saying, like, for, like, big-time guys. But they can move some other young pieces, like positional pieces, for... Like well, and we should have some pitchers coming back like Scott Efros, um, from Tommy John and Luis Heel and stuff like that. So like the pitching was not the problem last year. It was a hitting. And now you're starting to solve it by bringing in, especially we needed left handed at bats by bringing in Verdugo, who with the time of the Red Sox, especially those first two years, were really good. And then last year, I don't know what happened. And if you look at his numbers, they still weren't they were still much better than like a guy like Stans or some of our other guys. And then, like, Grissom is very good defensively. You're going to get, hopefully get Dominguez back some point this year. And then you add Soto. And Soto, with himself, is going to bolster that lineup. So, to me, like, you got to feel good about heading into this year because, so far, the Jays have lost a lot. And what have they added? The Rays, they're looking to trade Glass now, possibly a, uh, a Rosarena. You know, the or- the Orioles are going to be tough. The Orioles are going to be tough because they're still so young and they're returning. Felix Bautista, that's a big loss for them, but the fact that they now have a year under their belts winning 100 games, like, they're going to be a good team. And you know they're going to add little pieces here and there. Um, but then, the ja- like... Call of Jackson Holiday, too. Like, it's, yeah. never, it's never ending with the Orioles, it seems like. No, but they've been bad for quite a few years that they stockpiled on a lot of those prospects. But... Then you got to feel excited for Volpe, you know. Hopefully he could take the next step. Um, Austin Wells, he got some experience. Like, that's why it was good these guys got experience because now if Austin Wells is our starting catcher, he now has experience. Volpe has a full season. Dominguez, it sucked that he tore, uh, that he needed Tommy John, but he really looked the part when he played just that small sample size. So That was, that was another guy who got the Yankees juiced up. They, he did, yeah. You know, so... There's there's a lot to like and be confident in, um, and like I said, and and I think we all can agree because what we're hearing and seeing is the Yankees still aren't done yet, and there's still a lot of talent that's left um, in free agency. So I I know this is not going to be their last move. It's not even going to be close. So so I just want to read off of something that I saw earlier, and it kind of blew my mind. Just some players that Juan Soto was younger than. 
Adley Rutschman, O'Neill Cruz, Luis Robert, Lars Nupar, Jeremy Pena, Jazz Chisholm, Bo Bichette. He's younger than all these guys? Yeah. Holy moly. And so Adley just finished his second year in the in the bigs. Wasn't O'Neal... this was his first year? Oh no, wait. Am I thinking no, I'm thinking of You're thinking of Gunnar Henderson. You you got them confused. O'Neill Cruz is with the Pirates. Yep. The short the talented shorts. The guy with the Reds then. I was thinking oh, of... oh Ellie Dela Cruz. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very he's very young still. But so I just want to put a bow on uh all this Juan Soto stuff because there's other moves that we could talk about as well. But I don't even know where to where to go with this, but I mean we're all just so juiced up that uh we can't wait to just see him in the pinstripes for a first time. Even though we know what number he's gonna wear, it'll be cool to see what number he chooses. You know, Castle's a little emotional seeing that twenty two get taken because he is a Harrison Bader guy. Best of luck to Bader. Best of luck to Bader. I do want to um oh when you finish, Josh, I wanted to bring something up that Steve. No, go on, go on. So, Stevie, you said that pitching was not an issue last year. So I'm just curious, then, what do you say about the issues with the bullpen that we did face? You know, Seve being very off, Radone being hurt for as long as he was, Erman having his exit. I mean, he did throw the perfect game, but still, you still think all of that being considered, you don't think the bullpen was as big of an issue last year? Well, the bullpen with like, all right, so like Sevy, he didn't pitch well, Rodon didn't pitch well. But if you, the Yankees had the 10th best ERA in all of Major League Baseball, which if you think out of top 10 out of how many teams and, and I don't know, granted, even yeah, the playoffs, that's impressive. And yeah, they had a 3.97 ERA. So obviously, like it, it, because Michael King was very solid, Cole was Cy Young. Um, and, you know, like, a guy like Clark Schmidt, he was up and down. And I, so it seems like they didn't pitch well, but I guess if you really look at the numbers and really kind of compare a lot, like, a lot of guys did do well. It was just, like, Rodone was really bad. Sevy was really bad. Which also bad. makes the Juan Soto trade a little more tough, a tougher pill to swallow because those guys that you traded, I said earlier, and I stand by it, and I think the stats will prove it, Michael King was the second-best pitcher we had. And he ended up starting games and – had an exceptional run and had stats that were better than Garrett Cole's in a short, uh, in a short period. Uh, you mentioned Clark Schmidt. He was very solid, but Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito and their few starts that they got those little spot starts. or when they were pulled into the rotation because of injuries, they were also very solid made up for guys like Rodon and Sevy and even Nestor. He didn't mention he was injured most of last year. And when, not, you're right. And yeah. when he did pitch, he looked terrible. A, a shell of the all-star Nestor that we were hoping would we would see. And there's a lot of concerns about a guy like Nestor because he's never gone over the 200 innings mark. And yeah, he, he was an all-star in 22. But they cut back his innings because he started to struggle towards the back half of the year. Last year, he barely pitched because he was hurt. Rodon last year was a disaster. It seems like we're not even counting last year as a year uh, of Rodon. I want to know what happened with that deal. Like, did someone screw up with the medicals? I mean, th- this guy, like, it was a complete mess with him. It's possible because he does have an injury history, and, like, it is back injuries, so. Yeah, so that's, a, it, I mean, it, but you got to hope, like, like, Rodon sucked last year, but you got to hope, like, we signed him to that money, and he was a prized possession last year for for a reason. So you, we got to hope that he can return somewhat to form because if he does, I mean, that's a good one-two punch already. And then if you add a guy like Yamamoto, then now, now you're seriously talking. And then if Nestor can kind of return back to his all-star form and his little, you know, uh, quirky little wind-ups and things, and it's like, all right. And then it wasn't the same. It it didn't feel it didn't feel as full last year. It no, fast, and that might have been his problem. I so. I think it really was because it didn't look like he was he had fun on the mound because it looks like when Nestor's at his best and where we all love nasty Nestor is when he's doing those funky windups. Maybe it was the pitch clock that got into his head and it was like a mental thing, and he felt rushed when he was pitching, so he couldn't 
take his time and go quirky on the mound. So maybe after a full off season of being healthy, because I believe he also what I believe he was hurt to go into the season. Yes, he was because he pulled out of the WBC hamstring injury. So he didn't start the year healthy. He started the year. Uh, I think he started the year on the roster and was fine, but his spring training was cut short. So hopefully a full off season, he remains healthy, goes into spring training, remains healthy. We'll we'll see the nasty nester that we love. And Matt Blake is a phenomenal pitching coach. Like he really is. I got, I got, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten uh, job offers to be a coach, to be honest. You know, well, some guys are just like, some guys are good, just manager, like leaders and know how to like control everything. But like a guy like Matt Blake, I mean, he used to, he was with the, um, Cleveland when they had like Corey Kluber, Cy Young, and a lot of those guys. Um, trying to think some of the other in their rotation. I can't, you know, think of it right now, but Shane Bieber. Jane Bieber, yeah, so, like, you know, Cleveland, I mean, now Cleveland is not that good, but back when Blake was with them, like, their pitchers were some of the best in the league, so, and he's done a phenomenal job with the Yankees, and if, you know, if we keep getting him really good pieces to work with, I mean, just, I, I, I'm really excited. I'm just, I'm excited with just the, the future of the Yankees, and, um, and just, I think, just obviously, and, you know, we'll talk about these other guys, but, I think this upcoming baseball season is going to be a lot of fun, a lot more fun and entertaining for at least for us than last year because last year's season was entertaining. The playoffs were, but not for Yankee fans. Not for Yankee fans. Okay. So one more thing I want to talk about before we move on from the Yankees completely, Castle, was the Alex Verdugo trade, which caught all of us by surprise because when it happened. We didn't give up much. It was Greg Weissert and Richard Fitz. I believe that was it for Alex Verdugo. When we saw that, we were probably all like, well, does this mean we were out on Juan Soto? Because if that's the case, then why the hell did we do this? But obviously, it didn't impact it. We have both. And Brian Brian Cashman said, going into the offseason, the Yankees have a plan. Add two left lefty outfielders, both uh two lefty outfielders and starting pitching. In the first few days, already get your two lefty outfielders. Now you're waiting on starting pitching. How do you see Alex Verdugo his role his role fitting with uh with this Yankee team? Do you see him? as a guy who's probably going to be like an everyday starter or, or what, what do you think? That's a good question. So I think currently the plan would be to play judge in center field. Is that what I've been seeing? So, I mean, if judge is going to play in center field, we know Stanton cannot play in the outfield anymore. (laughs) It's just a liability. I mean, So with those two things being said, I don't see why he wouldn't be. I mean, he's not an older guy. Do I think, you know, is he going to be like hitting cleanup, hitting the five spot? Probably not. Maybe he'll be a little lower in the lineup. I don't think he's going to be more of a leadoff guy. I could be totally wrong. I think probably the leadoff guy will remain to be LeMahieu. And then I don't know who will follow after that, but I don't see why not. I mean, he was successful starting in Boston. I mean, I remember a couple of summers ago, I don't remember who they were playing, but it was a home game. I was in Boston watching the Sox play someone, a really bad team because they killed them. I remember Chris Sale was pitching and I was on the third baseline. I was like, this dude could be a center in basketball. But anyways, and for Dugo hit a home run, he was – just so aggressive in the outfield. So the fact that you have him and you pair him in the outfield with Soto and judge, I mean, the only thing that I could think of is that he rotates with a utility guy like Cabrera. I was going to say, or Grisham who they brought in in that Soto trade. So maybe you give Verdugo like an off day or two. Maybe that's the only scenario where I don't because I don't think every time Cabrera played in the outfield, it was flawless, but 
we saw that he's a utility guy. He's got the speed. He's got a nice swing. So I'm sure Boone is going to throw him out there every once in a while. But overall, I I would be shocked if Verdugo is not an everyday guy with the exception of one or two off days. I just, because you're talking about a an outfield of Verdugo, Judge, and Soto, which just goes back to the whole point of and then yeah. eventually, when he's healthy, Jason Dominguez. Yep. That's another guy, too. So now you're talking about messing with, like, five or six different guys. And I think, I mean, Dominguez, it's going to be interesting to see how they ease him back in. But overall, like, to start off the season, I think that's your your big three in the outfield, especially talking about playing a team like Houston. Why would you want to not start him? So, Yes. To answer your question, maybe, like I said, you know, every bigger name on a baseball team is going to get their rest day. So, of course, he'll have those. But I'm expecting him to be in the outfield 95% of the time. I am, too. And, Stevie, one big thing that we talked about a little bit, and it's a huge difference now, is the balance in this Yankees lineup. Yes, we saw a little bit of it towards the end of the season when they called up Dominguez, when they called up Wells. But immediately with the trades, you bring in three lefties. You bring in Verdugo, you bring in Soto, you bring in Grisham. Three lefties right there, and two of which are going to be start everyday starters, starters presumably. So you're looking at having Soto and Verdugo and Rizzo and Wells, if he's the opening day starter, maybe, probably Trevino just because he's better equipped to catching Garrett Cole. But regardless, if we'll go... Let's say even if it's Wells, that's what, four or five lefties that could be starting because obviously you won't have Dominguez opening day. What does that do? I mean, this is kind of like a rhetorical question because we know what it'll do, but what does that do for an opposing pitching staff when you see the Yankees that has Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, but it also has the depth and, and balance of mixing righties and lefties up and down the bat, the, the order? Well, I think it, it's tough because um, the the pitchers now, like, they they have to, or, like, the opposing manager has to really think about, like, it's not going to be like, all right, like, we know it, we're just going to be going against righty, righty, righty. Like, like you said, now this lineup is much more balanced where they can, you know, throw, obviously Soto's going to bat towards the top, so you're going to have probably, like, say, a righty and a lefty and then righty, and then you could throw, like, Rizzo lefty, and, you know, like, it's, Throughout the lineup, there's going to be more uh, fluidity, you know, like with the righty and lefties, especially like the Yankee Stadium, the short porch, and the fact that we have no lefties to take advantage of it. It's like, what's the point of it if you don't have people to take, you know? We uh, built it for uh, for other teams to take advantage of. Exactly. Like. That's what it felt like. You and know? Rafael like, Devers loves playing at Yankee Stadium. I wonder why. Yeah, because he, he just loves that short porch because he's a lefty, you know? So, um, so it now like getting all these lefties and obviously like Soto, he'll crank them out, you know, but Verdugo now it's like, maybe we'll see an increase in with him because he doesn't put out like, you know, I think I saw he's numbers. like a 10, I think he's like 10 to 15 homers. Yeah. But At, what I did, see, what I did. Yeah. But what I did see also is he's consistently like 40 doubles. So maybe that's another thing that the Yankees are trying to stress is the athleticism and stretching obviously not Stanton but with the rest of the guys if they're they're this younger talented athletic roster you have Verdugo who could stretch a double you have Judge who when healthy could stretch that you probably don't want that many times because you want Judge on the field and not Plus his, his you going out of the out of the park anyways that's true but Verdugo Jason Dominguez, Wells, we saw at the end of last year. We didn't mention him because he's probably on the borderline of making the roster. I, I think he, I, Herrera, I think he should get a spot for what I think he Wells will. Be. He no, should I'm, get a spot. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying Wells will. He'll probably be the, the catcher. No, I'm saying yeah. Herrera, though. He's borderline making the roster. Yep. We saw at the end of last year, he started to get hot, and he's he's a good doubles hitter. I think we're going to see a stress on athleticism and base running this coming year. And, and to the, with the new hitting coach and um, 
obviously, like, you know, when he was first hired, I was like, who's this guy, you know? But you got to have faith that clearly he got hired for a reason. And I guess his take is not, like, his his take is just um kind of, like, hitting for contact almost and um, and just putting the ball in different spots and just, like, it's not just about power or just, you know, like, he didn't totally use analytics and stuff. He just, like, he kind of has, like, kind of some old school ways with some new school ways, I think. Uh, but anyways, like, you you got to think now, like, with him coming in, hopefully he can really rally the troops even more, like the guys that were here that, I mean, Glaber did phenomenal last year with, like, he was the one bright spot um, besides Cole. So, yeah, no, I, I just think it gives this, with all these lefties now, it gives Boone a lot of different varying options of where to put guys in. It's not just like you're going to have five righties in a row. Like it's going to be broken up. And and the thing is, too, is a lot of these left-handed batters hit lefties fine, you know, and there's not too many lefty pitch. You know, like there's lefty pitchers, but, you know, obviously there's more right-handed pitchers. But the lefty, like Soto hits lefties fine. Um, I think Verdugo kind of hits him fine. Obviously, you know, and then, you, then the righties like Judge, LeMahieu, they live off lefties, you know, so like, it really isn't so it wasn't like we just brought in left at band. Like obviously Trent Grissom is like not the best hitter, but we brought him more defensively and they just wanted to get rid of him. So but Verdugo Soto, like these guys actually like hit both like both left handed and right hander as well. So it's not like we just brought in left handed guys that just can't hit anyone. You know, like these guys can. So I I think it's just I really and listen, I'm not saying we're going to start off 10 and 0. We're going to win and do all this. But I think it should be next season should be a like kind of like this is the Yankees we remember growing up and watching. You know, where they hit out of the park, they they got on base, they drove runs in, they pitched well, they won games and they won championships. So I think this season might be the start of like like this is what we knew. This is why we love the Yankees so much, and this is why they are the greatest franchise. And I think this season will be the start of that coming back. And I think that was the whole point of Cashman and how this off season, getting these guys and continue to be in play for other big guys because you know it's the Yankees are the Yankees for a reason, and it's you know it's it's time to you know. Shut up and put up, you know, or what was like, I forgot the terminology for that, but like, no, put up or no shut up. I think you're right. Shut up, yeah. and put up and also tell the world that we're back. Hey, we are back. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you better have joined this time because the Yankees are coming and uh, the Bronx is going to be jumping again. And, you know, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of, man, there's going to be some big dreams this season. So. Just, we're excited. Maybe Jay Z can make another song, or maybe another appearance in uh, in the Bronx, like he did at uh, during during the World Series. Um, as much as I I love talking the Yanks, there's some other free agents free agent moves that we got to talk about before we uh, wrap up the show. Probably won't won't probably won't be with the Yanks as much as we'd love it. That's Shohei Otani and. Really seems like no one really knows what's going on in his head. It there's rumors that by the end of this weekend he will have made his decision, but we really have no idea. He's not talking to anyone. He made it clear before free agency started that if anyone leaks a team that he's made with, that they're eliminated from contention. So no one knows if that was legit or just a scare tactic. He's met with the Blue Jays. He's met with the Dodgers. Are they eliminated from the possible trade, uh, possible signing him? No one knows. Have they made an official offer? No one knows. So it's a lot of waiting and waiting and waiting. But it seems like that is the domino that needs to fall in order to open the floodgates. Because it seems like Yamamoto won't sign until he knows what Shohei gets. Because Frankly, that'll just give him more money for teams that missed out on Shohei. Jordan Montgomery, ex-Yankee, 
now World Series champ with the Rangers. Probably will end up back with the Rangers. Probably will be getting a fat paycheck. Depending on what Shohei gets. There's hitters that are waiting to see what Shohei gets because Shohei's not pitching next year. He's having elbow surgery. He's going to be a hitter only. So I'm sure they'll they're waiting to see what he does. So he could they could see what their market is like. There's guys like Tasker Hernandez and Jorge Soler and older guys like JD Martinez that are waiting to see what Shohei does. So it's a lot of wait and see what Shohei does. We'll go around the horn and kind of give our predictions where we think he's going to end up. I'll let Castle go first. Yeah. Before I give my opinion, I just wanted to throw something out there that you sent earlier in the week about the whole uh, Shohei sweepstakes. The comment that uh, Stephen A. made about how he's being selfish and all that. I just think when you're such a big athlete like that, like, like Shohei and a guy who's still adjusting to just the market in general of sports in this country for you to attack him like that. Like, listen, I, I know Stephen A is, he's this big personality and, you know, first take and all that, but I just thought that was a really low blow. I think Shohei seems like a really nice guy a fun personality for baseball. And you know what? Not every guy is going to get on TV and sit down with someone one-on-one and make their announcement. People are going to have their discussions behind the scenes and go about it how they want. So just wanted to throw that out there just because that bothered me. And I think Stephen A's credibility is, uh, is sinking a little bit, but that might be a topic for another time. Uh, so here's my prediction on Shohei. Uh, first, I just want to say I was probably so far off saying that he was going to go to the Mets. Maybe that was me just trying to poke the bear um, for all our Mets fans out there. Sorry, Mets fans. I just hey, Stevie right now is the biggest smile that you poke the bear. That is the Mets fans. He, he loves it. Because the Mets are desperate to make a splash and you throw him in there with guys like Pete Alonzo and and Lindor you got Alvarez on the rise maybe Beatty picks it up this year I mean they got some pieces that you can throw I mean what does hurt is that he won't be able to pitch because God knows that the Mets need to fix their bullpen badly but I just don't see it happening. I mean, from what we've talked about, it doesn't even seem like the the, the Mets are a name uh, that's floating around. So I'm going to give a wild card team, and it's going to be the Giants. I know it's a name that it's not mentioned yet, but I really think they fumbled the bag not getting Arson Judge. And they I just think they're going to pull this giant contract out of nowhere and swoop him up. He's going to be their, you know, their next Barry Bonds, if you will, with how they're going to market this guy and what he's going to do for this team. So, and also I think I don't see him leaving California. To some extent, he's got to be acclimated with the state. And even though San Francisco, it's a different part of the state, a guy who doesn't really speak the language yet as well, probably only has a certain amount of friends in the States. I mean, I guess the kind of puts more uh, of the argument that, well, why wouldn't he just stay in LA and go to the Dodgers? But I don't know. I just see the giants not letting him go after what happened with judge. So that's my wild. Or even Correa. Or Correa. They missed out on Correa after. Yep. So I'm saying the giants as, as my wild card team that that's uh, gets Otani. All righty, Stevie. You gonna go with the obvious here, or you gonna give a little curveball? I, I, part of me, and now I doubt it happens, but part of me kind of wants to stick to my prediction we made on Instagram and say the Cubs, because same kind of thing with um, we were saying about the Mets, like the Cubs are kind of desperate to make a to make a move, and I don't know, I just feel like they, but I, I, I just feel like he does want to stay in California, and. 
it seems like, you know, we could say the Dodgers, but then again, like, he might just end up back in the with the Angels, you know? I, 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 the guy would be ruining, I don't mean to interrupt, but the guy would be ruining his career. It's so clear that the Angels do not do anything to build around their top talent, and it just pains me to see what they're doing to Mike Trout. So I really hope Otani doesn't return. I just had to say. And, you know, we'll see. It's it's tough. It, it really, like, because he's going to get, even though he's not going to be pitching, and I don't think he's really going to pitch that much again. I mean, this is now his, what, second Tommy John in a span of, like, four years. So that's that's scary, you know? So Before like, he even hit free agency. So it, his yeah. First, yeah, within his first five years of being a pro. So... He's still gonna get money, um. But the fact that it's been really hush hush, it's it's tough because it's like you could lean like certain ways, like oh, it's the Dodgers, you know. He he wants to stay in L.A., but the Angels suck. Castle Conley, what are you saying? Like they're not helping him. The Dodgers are easy case to win. You know, he's still in L.A. He gets the thing, but then, but then just other things is kind of like. But is he gonna sign with the Dodgers? You know. So I, to be honest, I I. I really can't pinpoint where he's gonna go. Um, if I really had to guess, like I said, I I'm kind of still room for the Cubs just because of my prediction. And I don't know I feel like there is still a small chance he might be like, let me try out Chicago. But I deep down, it, it he probably will end up signing with the Dodgers. I, I just think, um, you know, the Dodgers kind of like the Yankees. You know, they like to have the star players and. They got Mookie, they went out and got Freeman, and, you know, they've had Kershaw for all these years, and they traded for Mad Max and Machado, and um, and obviously they didn't hold on to these guys, but they do like their stars, and obviously Shohei would really, really be beneficial uh, towards for them. And um, so I think, and the Dodgers, they can write kind of like a blank check too, and they don't care, so... As much as I think he could return back to the Angels or Cubs, I think he probably will just end up signing with the Dodgers, and I'll be that with Shohei. Is it crazy to say that even though he would be switching to to the the same, like, let's just say he goes to the Dodgers, right? Is it crazy to say that he would almost be upgrading markets? Because when I think of the Dodgers versus the Angels, even though they're in the same city, you look at the Dodgers play, actually playing in like, I forgot where they are in LA, but they're like in a main part of LA. Like a lot more stars go to those games. I just feel like he would actually, it's crazy to say, but he goes to the Dodgers. He's upgrading the market and the profile, even though he's jumping a couple hundred miles in the same state. Yankees, Mets. Yep. White, Very white, true. white Sox, Cubs. Very true. Yep. Gi- yeah. Giants, A's. Well, look at, um, just, you know, and sorry for my notifications, and I should probably mute those, but um, but the Dodgers themselves as a team just win so much more. They are more iconic that they just they make so much more money than the Angels do, you know? So the Angels, even though they're both in L.A., I mean, I think the Angels are more Anaheim. The Dodgers themselves just see much, uh, see a lot more money being made. They, you know... More fans, more merchandise, um, and obviously they win more, so they're playing longer. While the Angels are, you know, haven't played in October in you know quite a few years, so um, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking so I can mute these notifications before the whole podcast is just ding, ding, ding. Perfect, perfect. So I. I'm with both of you. I do truly think it'll be the Dodgers, but I'm going to give a little bit of a curveball here. And as much as it pains me to say, imagine if he leaves the country and goes to Toronto. I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier, and they had Jeff Passan on, and he said that the Blue Jays out of nowhere spiraling to the top. And I don't know if this goes back to well, their their information was leaked that they're met with Otani and he's not happy about that, so they're out of contention. We don't know because it seems like we don't know anything about what's going on with Otani. But imagine if what he's saying is true and that 
they're truly at the top. They're they see what the Yankees are doing. They gotta they gotta compete too. They have guys in their prime. They have Bo Bichette. They have Vlad Guerrero Jr. They lost Matt Chapman in free agency, so that's money off their off the books that they could spend elsewhere. And their pitching isn't great. They, I mean, it was all right last year, but you bring in a true ace, even though they had um, Berrios and Chris Bassett and someone Kevin Gosman, who was very good. A very disappointing year from Alec Manoa, but their hitting could use an upgrade. They have. They're it, they're they have the ability and showed the willingness to spend money at guys and to invest and show their investment in guys like Vlad long term. So I think it can make sense why they would want to bring Otani to show to their fans that they are true, they are serious about winning and being contenders. And if they want to compete with the Yanks and the Rays and the other powerhouses of the AL, I could see them trying to outbid the Dodgers, the Giants, maybe even the Cubs. No, I, I could see the interest there. I just don't see Shohei's interest in Toronto. Oh, I, I, look, n- none of us know what Shohei's interest is. It frankly could be I'm set on on going back to the Angels. I know them. I'm comfortable with them. We don't know. Maybe he wants to leave L.A. Maybe he didn't, even though he was an angel, maybe he didn't enjoy L.A. And that's why he doesn't want to go back to the Dodgers. None of us know. Maybe maybe he's used to playing internationally. And that's why he wants to go to the only international team. Who knows? So at this point, it's just wild speculations until... Possibly this weekend this or weekend. early next week. Well, hopefully next weekend, because then I think we'll start to see a lot more Jeff Passan, Jack Curry tweets saying this player signed with this team. And because so I, far, so far the hot stove has been the medium room temperature, lukewarm. Stove. And, plus, and plus once, once the big, Names start to fall, like all right, Juan Soto got traded. Now you're gonna start seeing once Shohei signs, now you're gonna start seeing these big names start to fall because now teams are like pivoting, or you know, like I think the Padres couldn't make any moves before you know, um, until after they traded Soto. You know, the Yankees that was their big that was their number one priority, so now they can just focus on Yamamoto and these other guys, you know. Um, for teams like the Cubs and some of these other teams, they were, you know, and that's where Bellinger too. Bellinger's kind of like, as much he might be ready to sign now, but teams may not be offering, you know, a full contract because they're waiting to see what happens with Soto, what happens with Shohei, what happens with other players. So now, once these names start to sign and and choose their teams, or you know, then I think you really it's gonna be like a domino effect. So, um. So I think the next one, and it's going to be the biggest one, is going to be Shohei. Then I think it'll be Yamamoto. And then you'll probably start getting the the Bellinger, the Matt Chapmans, the um, Jordan Montgomery's, and all those. Because then by then it's like, all right, these big names we missed out or we got them. So now either we don't need to go after anyone else or now we need to pivot to this guy who isn't that of that caliber, but he's still a really good option. you know. And so, But like you said, I think within the next two weeks or so, we're really... Um, cause then, you know, I, and then, cause once a new year starts, like spring trading, uh, my bad, uh, pitchers and catchers, they report mid February, you know, so like, and then spring training starts like late, you know, March. early March. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to come fast. That's why, you know, these deals happen pretty quickly. Um, especially the, or so now that the winter, and I think the winter meetings kind of got delayed because there was, um, I think like a stomach virus or something going around when it was originally scheduled. So that's why it kind of happened a little later this year, or I don't think it got delayed by that much, but it got pushed back a couple days because um, there was some sort of sickness that was kind of being transmitted. So, um, so that's why they, they waited. But I do think we're going to start seeing a lot of names start to sign soon. I, I think Josh put it best when he said once 
Otani gets settled, the floodgates will open. And I think that's just a general statement for any sport. All of these guys want to wait for the big domino to drop so then they could actually focus on making more money, figure out what teams are more appealing. So that's what we'll see in the coming days and weeks with baseball. But it's just unique because you have this unicorn like Otani. It's two players in one. You get a two-for-one deal with Shohei. So you wait for the first two dominoes to fall, essentially, with the, with the Shohei signing, whether it's re-signing or going somewhere else. So we're excited to see that. We'll definitely keep track on our Instagram. So thank you, TJ, for that. We're looking forward to your post uh, whenever that might be, where Shohei goes, and the rest of the free agents. We'll make sure we track that. We had a good post about the Juan Soto trade. Unfortunately, listeners, this is our last episode of the season. We're going to be taking our holiday break, and we'll pick back up in the next year. So hopefully by that time, we'll have more signings like Shohei and Yamamoto. Hopefully it involves the Yankees that we'll, we'll be able to talk about after the new year. Because like Stevie said, once New Year hit, New Year's hits, pitchers and catchers reporting is only a couple weeks away, which means spring training, opening day, not too far behind. So I'm sure there'll be some more moves that are that are made by that time, as well as football season will be over. It'll be playoff time, best time of the year, except for all of our teams, because none of them will be in it. because They'll suck. But that's uh, what makes it enjoyable. That's what makes it enjoyable. Having no having no uh, no horse in the in the stake. So it'll it'll be uh, it'll be good to give our complete unbiased opinions on the remaining teams. We're looking forward to the offseason. Stevie's looking forward to the draft and the Bears getting rid of Justin Fields for Caleb Williams and then sucking again so he could get rid of Caleb Williams for the next quarterback of the future and so on and so forth. So I want to thank all of you listeners for listening and have a good holiday.